Afternoon, guys. My name's Joe. I'm uh, co-founder and director at Proof3. Um, so Proof3 are a, essentially we're a data-driven growth agency. So we work with the likes of uh, Jaguar Land Rover, British Heart Foundation, Autoglim, um, kind of quite a lot of different sectors, to be honest, but primarily e-commerce um, and typically Adobe Commerce and Shopify customers. Cool. I'm Alan. I head up the data and CRO. I'm also a co-founder and director with Joe. Um, from a service point of view, we're well known for conversion rate optimization, PPC, data visualization. And what we really focus on is delivering growth on your website and tangible growth without the fluff, basically. So let's get straight into it. So we're going to do four hacks. We probably could have done 10. Anyone that knows me knows we could have probably done about 30. So we'll go through four hacks that we feel are quite relevant at the minute in the current landscape. So yeah, I guess just firstly to set the scene, um, you know, CRO is obviously a term that everyone's going to be familiar with, and everyone's got very different perceptions of what CRO is as well. Um, so you know, conversion rate optimization, yeah, it's um, you know, it's testing on websites, but you know, ultimately it's much more than just testing the uh, colour of buttons on websites. Although we do do you know some of that. I mean, it's a terrible example, but yeah. But really, when we're talking about CRO, what we look at is is more um, it's customer experience optimization. So it's not just what's going on, on your website. You know, for example, we've worked with clients where we've done testing around their delivery proposition and, and sample orders, and it's you know it spans into and covers offline as well. I think ultimately, though, um, if you're going to invest in CRO, and um, I guess show of hands actually, if there's how many people, retailers in the room, are running CRO programs in some capacity at the minute? Anyone out there? Cool. So, as you'll probably know, it's a lengthy process, but really the good news is that, you know, done right, with the right program in place, it's, it's free money because it should never cost you anything. It's always going to deliver an uplift. Like that, that's, the, that's the reality of it. So, really, all we're going to talk about today is, as quite a few of the guys have already alluded to on the stage today, is just how we can maximise the tra traffic that you've already got coming through to your website. I think Liam made some really good points before and just thinking all that money people are spending on acquiring traffic to the site and when it just gets there and it doesn't convert, it's just a waste, it's just yep. gone. It's a pound or you know, a million pound, depending on your budget, just gone. So make the most of it. And when we talk about CRO, there's many, many different metrics, but the real levers at the heart of the operation come down to Really, these five metrics, sessions, which is obviously people visiting the website, whether it's new or return, your conversion rate, your transactions, AOV and revenue. And as we look down the list, you can see, and Liam's slides are really good in, in also showing this, but when you start to just tweak small metrics within the, and leave this, the session count exactly the same, it has a huge impact on revenue, like substantial. And we're talking about very, very small gains in small shift in conversion rate, a small shift in AOV using the right program and the right methodologies can deliver massive returns in revenue. And these are obviously just, you know, an example, 100,000 sessions. So just a little, um, here's one we built earlier. So we've actually got our own calculator. So links on there, if you want to come and grab it off us afterwards, that's absolutely fine. But really all we've done is just built a little tool for you to go off and model some of the numbers and look at how affecting some of those key levers, the, the uplift that it could deliver you guys with the, with the numbers you're running through your own websites. Cool. And when we talk about the main gains, there's lots of other secondary gains of CRO. But I suppose one of the biggest, and I'll start with number four, is more bang for your buck on your ad budget. If you're spending all this money to acquire traffic to your website, you don't really understand what that traffic's doing. You don't really understand the intent of the user in a lot of cases. So make the most of your budget. 
It helps lower your cost per action because of all the things we've, that all the other speakers have talked about before, but improving site speed, improving customer journey and relevancy is really, really important. Um, lifetime value, of course, and ultimately what everybody's after is increased revenue from their website, making sure the ROI is there. So first of all, we're going to look at um, relevancy, so ad relevancy. So again, Liam's already touched upon this in his last talk, really interesting. We're going to come about it in maybe a slightly different way, but like, hopefully no one in the room from Wayfair, by the way, before I uh, launch into this. But let's, um, let's just have a look at some of the expectations set from this Google ad. So I've done a search, looking for some new furniture. You know, promise me the world, so hassle-free returns. Um, you know, everything there sounds great. Easy to find, everything you've ever wanted. It's a, very, it's a very promising app. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, but yeah, <laughs> I, ideal. I'm going to click on it. I'm going to go through. So, ah, first of all, I, I met with a I met with a pop up to enter my email address. So it's like kind of, it's not really quite everything you ever dreamed of, is it? When all of a sudden you've got a barrier there straight away. Now this is obviously quite an extreme example. It's a real journey, though. It's, but it, but it's yeah, yeah, no, it's a genuine journey. But it's um, you know, it's obviously there's, there's no parity there with with what they promised in the in the ad copy itself. So I think it's kind of you're probably going to hear this many times today, but you can't really underestimate the importance of, of making of, of the relevancy of your ads because I'm sure most of you in the room are running ads. You know, for context, I think most of our clients typically revenue figures would be anywhere between 40 to 70 percent of their revenue is coming through paid ads. So you know, it's massive. It's it's kind of it's propping up their business in in lots of cases. So. It's just, it, it might sound obvious, but you know, genuinely it's about making sure that you've got that parity, the language is similar, the experience is consistent when you've gone through from the ad. Because you know, I'm sure lots of you, again, will be running shopping ads, you might be running PMAX, you might be running search, and each one's got a slightly different landing page experience, but it, it, you know, it's making sure that you are taking people through to, you know, to a really well-optimised page. Yeah, I think a lot, of, a lot of businesses as well and companies run a lot of their ads through agencies or through yeah. parties. And I genuinely ask you to test these journeys and look through them because it's one that's really easily forgotten about, but it's also one that is critical in making sure that the user is met with a similar journey that they started with. You know, improve the relevancy of your ads to your landing pages. It's very, very simple, but so easily missed. So just an example, um, what one of our customers, they do, they do gym equipment. But again, really simple example, but... It's, they do power racks and, and cages, um, and like, you know it's everything. They've got the star ratings there, but you know perfect, all, all the kind of all the other tick boxes. But really, all this was was just an exercise because they were having issues with their with their overall return. Um, they were having issues with their bounce rate actually. To go back to the metric that um, again that Liam was talking about. So all, all we did here was just make sure we did a, a sort of an exercise. The, the pay team did an exercise to go through every single one of their ads and look at and, and double check the, the landing page experience. So in this case, obviously it's going through to category page and we've got that option because it's a search ad. But you can't see everything on that page there. But further down the page, there's more context and, and more content about the power racks and, and cages that they offer as well. Cool. And then secondly, I think this is one that um, is also missed out quite a lot on websites. It's underutilized, overutilized, and there's a good way and a bad way of doing it. And this is probably definitely not one way to do it. And this is social proof and authority. It's huge and it's really, really important to gaining a user's confidence in your store, in your products, in your brand. Um, so I begin my search on Google and I have it on good faith. That is, I think that is someone typing on a keyboard, correct me if I'm wrong. 
Um, but this brand is Bognet, and they sell a variety of different clothing items. It's actually a really, really nice website, personally. I mean, that's my own personal opinion. Lots of information, lots of rich history of the brand. It looks great. Look, 75 years of this, you know, 90 years of passion. It's like the, ad, the ads before. It sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah. Awesome. But where are the reviews? And at one point, have I seen any touch point with social relevancy, authority at all? So me being the type of person that I am, and this is genuinely me, I oh. went back to Google. <laughs> yeah, no, I genuinely would do this. Went back to Google to try and look for some information, some social proof, some authority. Are they a good company to purchase from? And this trips so many businesses up. So I found this Trustpilot review, um, sorry, page on Google. is one of the one of the, actually one of the top um, links in Google, and this is possibly one of the reasons why they have no reviews. But I'm pretty sure they're not really doing anything about this. So ultimately, they've lost my business because 59 reviews and two stars is a terrible um, expectation to set for a user, especially. The thing is, this was well within their control to take ownership of this. And I don't mean using Trustpilot. There's so many other options out there, like reviews.io is probably one of the best ones. <laughs> reviews, they're in the room. <laughs> um, because you can take control of this, even if it's with um, cherry-picked aggregated reviews, start somewhere simple and make the most of this but really do engage with a, a decent reviews platform and make the most of this because it's critical that the correct amount of social proof is employed. And that also leads into things like user-generated content, which are really, really good ways of showing people using your products in action. It helps give um, relevance as well to people that might be purchasing it. It helps give scale, size, depending on what you're selling as well. So it's definitely worth investing in this. And it's something that when we run our CRO programs, it's quite high up on our list because in almost all cases, it's done incorrectly. And I'm not just talking about desktop here. Mobile is probably more critical than anything. And sharing reviews in such a small space is very, very hard to do right. So test and test away is what I would say to you. Cool. Here's a really good example of um, one of our clients, Just Campers. They do use Trustpilot. And they've got, oh, what does it say there, 31,000 reviews. They've got a really nice automation workflow around how their reviews are captured. But they're really well presented, very, very simple, and it's straightforward and obvious. Um, they've worked really hard to gain these reviews, by the way, guys. You don't just gain 31,000 reviews. But um, the way it's presented and how they go about getting their reviews is really important. When this also scales down to mobile, it presents a really, really nice, simple experience. But this is genuinely something that's fire and forget. Once a user's seen it, it's highly unlikely they're gonna start scrolling through reviews. So it's almost like a checkpoint thing that you just need to have. Users see it and they move on to the next step. Cool. So yeah, next one, um, just, it says there, inform not overwhelm. So you know, we've all been on websites, and, and we're about to pick on one in a second, that where you're overwhelmed with, with too many pop-ups or you know, too many like, sign up for newsletters. Like, it's, it's very, it's very easy to kind of um, you know, overwhelm the user, but ultimately what we're trying to do is we're not saying don't use pop-ups, not use overlays, because obviously like, there's a time and a place for it. They're, they're great, but it's, it's about creating that sense of urgency and giving them a dynamic experience, but you know, in such a way that it's, um, I guess, that it's engaging. But, so if we just um, move on to, to pick on probably a site that everyone's come across fairly recently, maybe at some point. But, is this so, your search history? So, I mean, that was me doing my summer holiday shopping, I think. Um, 
So Sheen, Sheen, I know, I'll never know Sh- how to Sheen. say it. Sheen. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I've done with someone holiday shopping. I'm seeing, okay, great, I'm going to click in some trendy bikinis. Looks right up my street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on your street, mate. No comment. Cool. So... Oh, I was joking. It was actually a real one that you searched for. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay. (laughs) Genuine, mate. Great. So it should load in a second. It's just having a little think about it. So, yeah, you know, immediately, I've got a headache, to be honest. So up to 70% off, uh, £3 off, free shipping. Um, Yeah, obviously, there's a lot lot going on on that page. It's it's very busy. And don't get me wrong, again, this is an extreme example because Sheen is kind of their model and they, you know, that's, that's what they're going for. But... Yeah, I think everyone can see there, like, kind of, it, it, you know, it's, it's pretty overwhelming. So, it, to me, um, uh, you know, and everyone's, di- everyone's different, different demographics uh, interact differently, but to me, I, I've, no, I've, I've turned out after 10 seconds. I'm just, I'm numb to the discounts because there's just so many. They're just throwing so many at me. Uh, but, you know, perhaps I'm being a little bit harsh. So, I also found out, you know, they do cable. So, great, I'm, I'm after a new cable keep going, have a click through, let's have a look at a product page. Nice cable. Yeah, so, you know, again, I think I've got £3 off there, I've got, it'll load in a second, there's another delivery. You've got 5% off there if you join the Sheehan Club as well. Yeah, new users, free shipping on 9.99 plus, um, you know, there's, there's, there's so much going on, there's 70% off summer styles, 15% for students, like, I'm pretty sure at that point they're, they're paying me. Um, to, to use their site because they're just throwing that much at me. They must be. Have you still got your student discount as well? <laughs> uh, sadly, that's expired, mate. <laughs> okay, cool. So I think just to give you a kind of, I guess just a sleek, clean example of someone using SalesFire and the digital assistant, one of our customers, what are you? See there, it, you know, it's, it's pretty simple in terms of what they're doing, but it's on brand, it fits in, and, you know, it's... Importantly, it's easy to close as well, and that and that goes down to mobile as well, like you were saying, Ilan, which is obviously an important aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. This stuff, right, especially with overlays, especially with overlays, should be simple, but it should also you've got to think of the user's intent. If you just start throwing overlays on a website, and if, if I see a pop up within thirty seconds, like it's already being next off, no matter what you're selling me, because I'm always thinking further down the line, you're probably going to give me another discount. I'm going to add something to my basket. Joe, you know I'm going to leave it four hours, and I know you're going to give me another 30% off somewhere down the line. So if you lead with this DFS-style mentality where there's always a discount, it's very, very difficult to really show any perceived value in that discount. When you use overlays correctly, especially Salesforce overlays tools, there's so many ways you can trigger an overlay based on intent, based on how the user interacts, their frequency, the time of day. You, these features are so, so simple to interact with, but so, so powerful. And it beats that whole, you know, 10% off typical Shopify pop-up that comes up within five seconds of me landing on a website that everybody's numb to now. And they do, it creates that banner blindness kind of bias. You know? I think just to add to that really quickly as well, like we've tested it where it's like you're, you don't need to give that discount. So like you're giving away discounts to people that are going to buy from you anyway. Like you, you can segment that, you, you can cut Exactly, yeah, that. look at their intent. You know, make sure that you understand where that user's come from, what they're doing. Like, you know, don't just give that money away to people. It's, you know, and it's really, really important just to, um, just if you take anything away from this, just make sure there's no pop-ups in the first 30 seconds of someone landing on a website. We've tested this to death, and it just really does not do very well for the user journey, especially when you're paying to acquire that traffic. They already have some intent. They already have some pre-qualification because they're in a shopping journey. So just let them do their shopping. 
just conscious of time as well, so we'll just go through this one fairly quickly, but just last one. So we do testing on sites and we use software to do that, but sometimes for a variety of reasons it's not feasible to run, um, run testing programs on your site. Might be because you're in feature lockdown, can't get sign off on new tools or codes be, or, or just dev access. But, so there's other ways though, which is the point in this. So we do a lot of testing with focus groups and, and the beauty of that really is that, you can, as it says there, you can steer the line of questioning towards very specific areas, but also you can make sure it's tailored to your demographics as well. So that can give you really valuable insight without even need to you know, put that testing, at, you know, do a program through your website. Exactly. It's a very cost-effective way of gaining information as well. And you can build demographics around the types of users that visit your website if you already have information on the, um, on the personas or the psychographics. So here is an example of a company that was in a development lockdown during a very, very busy period of sale. Um, very, very quickly, by show of hands, one, two, and three. Everybody participate in this, please. <laughs> Who thinks number one was the winner? OK. Number two? Number three. Amazing. Like, always, <laughs> I love doing always, this every time. It's always three. So, 100%, um, I could understand why everyone chooses number three, because I probably also agree with number three. The true winner of this result, of this test, was actually number one. And the more I think about it, and the more we look at this, and the more we speak to the users that responded to these surveys, I think, depending on your age specifically, we're kind of used to, like, you know, shadow and inner shadows on interactive elements on websites, whereas kind of like the, you know, how Apple's evolved in this kind of, like, 2D flat design has changed the kind of way we think, but and, and we are used to UX, but their demographic especially responded very, very well to this design. Also, one of the really key pieces of information is, um, and I'm sorry for any lefties in the room, but obviously the majority of users are right-handed, having those elements on the right-hand side so you don't have to do this awkward crabby thumb thing to try and get to the menu was, was key in, in, in this test as well, making sure that the menu was the first thing that was easy to get to. If they don't want to search, and they want to seek and have a look around the website, it's really, really easy for them to drop into the menu. Whereas on this one, you can imagine me having to physically change to my finger or index finger to press that menu. So that's the reason why this test won. Cool. Two really quick slides here on very shameless plugger through free. But one thing that we're really passionate about is trying to avoid this fragmentation effect that you get when you work with agencies. When you work with different companies, especially between PPC and CRO, you tend to see there's a disconnect. Sometimes you have like a standoff between agencies. Hopefully that doesn't happen if you guys use agencies. But information sharing is very, very slow. It's not very good. Methodologies differ as well, especially when you've got data that's involved in PPC or using analytics. And people are looking at data differently. But ultimately, it lacks accountability because it can be traded off between the two agencies or three agencies. Our agency model is designed to um, adopt a single point of contact for everything. So every client we work with has a client success manager with one strategic direction of travel. We have um, information sharing project planning solutions that we always use for our projects with standard operating procedures tailored to every single business. Because that's the way to grow. You have to have a roadmap. You can't just throw money at a company and say, give me marketing. And we even turn away companies like that for that reason. Um, and ultimately, you don't lose accountability because accountability is the hardest thing to maintain when you've got multiple agencies working in a project and it ends up being on your head, really. Um, and this is just a quick overview of how we work. So our services are across the top, some buzzword stuff here, Gen AI. 
um, product search, product and search, paid acquisition, SEO and conversion Excel, which is our uh, conversion platform. Um, but what, what's really important is this core piece, which we involve, we include in every single project as a, almost like a value add, but it's core to what we do. So we maintain and take complete ownership of cookie management, goals and tags, analytics management, feeds, reporting, and obviously assign a strategist to every single account we work with. I suppose the key thing is, this is all the stuff no one wants to do. Oh, yeah, in a nutshell, <laughs> all the stuff that no one ever really wants to do. Yeah. So, so we try and take ownership of it. Um, and thanks, guys. Thanks for your time. Thank you, guys. Thank you.